Hello and welcome to the Geekatorium podcast. My name is Matt Blair. Rick is in Scotland, so I'm doing the intro this week. I also had to do the edit very last minute, which is why this episode has been a little delayed. And speaking of that, apologies that the, the schedule for the release of this podcast has been so scattered. We're still adjusting to the new normal of things reopening again. And I'm adjusting so badly that I just did air quotes on new normal like you can actually see me. I need help. Anyway, this week we're talking about so many things that we've been watching, you know, the the Evil Dead franchise, Mythic Quest, Deep Space Nine, Solar Opposites, we're talking games we played like God of War and, and Rick building his new PC, we have a Sodium story about Captain America 4, and we're ranking our favorite Saturday morning cartoons in the Fantastic Five. It's a lot of fun. So make sure you tell everyone about this podcast, spread the word, we always appreciate your support. But enough jabbering on from me, let's go into the podcast. Yay! Cheers. Cheers. Yay. <laughs> How are you? I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a little tired. I, I was, I was getting refreshed from our week off. I was mm. getting refreshed and mm. then, and then, and then my job got in the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my job got in the way. Yeah. So, uh, so, so, so that happened. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's been nice. It's been nice. I've been productive. I've been productive. I've, I, I made a very teeny tiny music video. I, 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 yes, you did make a teeny tiny music video. Teeny tiny, teeny tiny, teeny music tiny. video. Teeny tiny music video. You have video. to watch my Twitch to, to eventually watch it, people. So there you go. Yeah, it's very, I'm glad I got to trigger it, be the first person to trigger it. Thank you. No, thank you for doing it because no one else raided me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I needed it. it needed to get out there. So thank you for making that happen. Thank you. No, it's all right, man. I, I thought, I thought it was worth people seeing. It was excellent. Mm-hmm. So. Well done. Thank you. Well done. Yeah. That was, it was, do you know, it's so incredible that I was able to, and this isn't about like, you know, like, you know, blowing my own trumpet or, you know, uh, something more graphic than that. But um, like the fact that I could just in one afternoon, so me recording something like a song, like a very quick mm. song, that's mm. fine. I'm used to being able to do that on my computer and everyone can do that on their computer and that's mm. cool. Mm. But then to go, okay, I'm going to do a music video for this. I'm going to try and recreate this other music video. Right, let's watch that. Okay, set up a pop-up green screen in the corner of my living room, put some lights on it, stand in front of it, film it on my phone, and then edit it on my phone. And it come out looking the same, if not better quality than the original video that came out in the 90s. That's just insane. Yep. 2021, mate. <laughs> like, like I, if you told me that I'd be able to have a film studio in my fucking pocket. Yep. In an app. No, that's no wonder to- your presidents have to look, look good on television. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that I've got a film editing suite next to Bricks Ball Crusher, you know, it's... <laughs> oh, God. It's where your priorities lie, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Nice. But yeah, no, that's that's been that's been my week. What about yourself? Uh, well, my two weeks. Oh, two weeks. Yeah, two of course. Weeks yeah. Since we spoke, but um, no, I, I've been tired. I've been actually. Do you know what? To be fair, I'm actually 
kind of glad we did take last week off mm. um, just because I was exhausted. I was really, really exhausted last week mm. um, to the point where it was like I was barely keeping my eyes open. But I've actually noticed over the last couple of days, last three or four days, um, I've been more awake. Um, I've not been as tired, uh, which has been nice. Um, the last couple of days I've had a couple of early mornings because uh, the dog has decided to wake up stupidly early. Uh, but th- other days of this week have been more relaxing. So I've actually slept. I am approaching 40 and needing sleep a lot more, but my body won't allow it. Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I get this from, I know which side of my family I get it from, but like mm. the what it is is I can go to sleep. It's staying asleep. That is the trick. Mm. Yeah. I will sleep for like two or three hours, then wake up for no reason. And then I'm not hungry, but I'll decide to eat something. Do you know what, mate? <laughs> what? We old. We are very old. So <laughs> no, it's going to get to the point where it's like, I've woken up. Why? Because I need to pee. That's, that's yeah, why. Exactly. You know, and that's exactly. going to happen two or three times a night soon. <laughs> exactly. So. So. What have you been, uh, in, in in between your tiredness, mm. <laughs> what have you been watching well, over the last couple of weeks? Over the last couple of weeks, well, um, one thing that I, I, I mainly started this, I mainly started this uh, just just because I, I, I did, uh, I don't think we talked about this, I did Star Trek versus Star Wars. Uh, when I did, did you do that? A, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> it's like two weeks ago now. Wow, I wish I'd seen that. Yeah. <laughs> But in preparation for it, for some reason in my head, I thought Rick might ask some Deep Space Nine stuff. I don't know why. I don't think you did. But uh, and no, also I don't think I did. Uh, because I selected as my favorite character, Miles O'Brien, uh, I, I decided I'm going to watch some Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've started season one again. I'm, I'm about like 12 episodes in and the first season is actually quite strong. OK, yes, you've got the hopscotch uh, episode. Uh, of course, what's it called? Move Along Home. Terrible, absolutely terrible. But the setups of the characters, like knowing knowing how it ends and seeing where all the characters are at, it's 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 rather like it's it's like watching a prequel that already existed. Do you know what I mean? It's so weird. Um, and and I'm really digging it. I'm really digging the rewatch, uh, especially like ah oh, the wholesomeness of Jake Sisko teaching Narg how to read. Oh, I mean, that's Star Trek 101 right there. So I think what's interesting with Deep Space Nine is it never was my favourite when it was first out. Mm. Um, it is now, now I appreciate it for what it is. It's mm. so, so good. But I think what happened in those first seasons, it tried, it was trying to sort of continue the legacy of Next Generation. Mm-hmm. But the problem is it's based on a space station. It can't do the same thing that the Next Gen does, which is yeah. warp off on a new adventure every 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 week. So when they removed that ability to be able to travel wherever they wanted uh, and realized that they had that limitation, later seasons really worked it really, really well. Yeah, they introduced the Defiant later on, but even then, by that point, they'd well established themselves as this... It was like, I don't know, it's just it's, it's such a beautiful series in its own right. And I think it was one of the first as well to really take on this sort of season-long arcs and really have character development and story development over a season as opposed to maybe the odd two-parter, you mm. know, especially when it gets to the Dominion War. Like, 
brilliant. Yeah, brilliant suit. Yeah, they, they didn't. Cool. They didn't really know what to do with Bashir at first because he, he he's a bit of a sex pest. Uh, yeah. Bashir in that first season, like he and he's 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 a really terrible person. Like he's yeah. he's, he's not he's not great. Um, mm. Really arrogant. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, they didn't get him right at first. No. Um, I, I know exactly what you mean. I think like if, if I had been in charge of deep space nine, the thing that probably would have changed is look, they set it up to explore the gamma quadrant. That's how the setup starts is this wormhole opens up and it could lead into every week. We're going to go into the gamma quadrant and meet some new people. That's how it could have been. But instead, it's every few weeks, someone might come in from the Gamma Quadrant. They might. They might. Uh, so it, it it was a bit slow going. But the character development, the stuff with Odo, um, Quark is, you know, he's a revelation of a character. Like, it, it turns out you needed, like, real shit uh, to actually... Because um, you didn't have a character like Quark in any of the other star trek series before that someone who was other than harry mudd who would turn up every now and then but to have a recurring character every week oh my god it was it's it's just great it's just great so yeah well bear in mind what deep space nine did so brilliantly compared to next generation and the original series and the movies at that point was that we saw life outside the federation yeah and how the federation is really viewed as well yeah so there you go yeah that's really good it's really good uh, other things I've been watching. So uh, last we spoke, I was nearly finished with season three of Ash versus the Evil Dead. And mm-hmm. it was brilliant. Uh, it was brilliant. The end is a little frustrating because it's it's sort of setting something up, but you'll never see it. Yeah. Uh, not because it got cancelled. I think they knew that it wasn't going to continue, but they still put a slight cliffhanger ending, but it's left to your interpretation of to what's going to happen next. So it's a little frustrating, but it was still amusing. And, you know, mm. I still enjoyed mm. it, but it was a little like that little bit of, I haven't felt that kind of disappointment since I knew Christopher Eccleston was going to leave and watching his last episode going, well, I know that it will kind of continue, but I, I just kind of wish this would carry on for a bit. Yeah. You know, Um, so in the week that we had off after watching Ash versus the Evil Dead, we watched, we rewatched the entire Evil Dead trilogy. Cool. Uh, And it's great. I mean, the first one is very much, it's, it's actually such a student film. It's such a student film, like rewatching it. I haven't seen it in years. And I was like, wow, I, I, I'm seeing elements of, I, I did a, you know, a horror film, uh, you know, a very low budget, cheap, just mm, your mates mm. doing it. And I, I, I saw myself in it. I was like, wow, I, I, I remember filming stuff like this. This is, <laughs> this is mad. Yeah. Um, and then there's the second one, uh, which is kind of like the first one, but different. Yeah. But w- I watched the, the, the special features. So here is what went wrong with the second one. Not that what went wrong, because it's still a good film, but this is why it's a repeat ish of the first it was supposed to continue straight away from the end of the first so at the end of the first ash is standing there and the evil goes towards him and he turns around and goes ah and it cuts and that's the end it's supposed to be a continuation of from that moment on but what happened was they weren't allowed to use footage from the first film as a recap because it was a different company so they were so they essentially did a very condensed like five, 10 minute version of the first film. Yep. 
and then it continues on from that point. And it's like, oh, so that, and like even Bruce Campbell in the interview says, what's annoying is it's not made entirely clear that that's what we're doing. And people think that Ash was dumb enough to go back to that cabin a second time <laughs> when that's yeah, not yeah. really what it was supposed to be. Um, and then I watched uh, the, the third one, the Medieval Darkness, the Army of Dark, sorry, Medieval Dead, Arm- Army of Darkness. Yeah. Um, what we didn't realise, the only time I'd ever seen that was the director's cut and the version we put on was not the director's cut. So when it got to the end, I was like, wait, no, this isn't the ending it's supposed to be. And I felt like I was watching a completely different film. Yeah. Completely different film. And I was a bit disappointed because it's th- th- that ending's not good, even though that's the ending that has to happen for the Ash versus the Evil Dead series to, to, to work. Um, that feeling there is exactly the feeling I had when I watched Suicide Squad. Oh, did you? I've only seen the. Uh, oh no, I haven't seen the uncut version. How is that? I saw the I saw the uncut version first, and yeah. then I watched the I watched the theater cut, and I went, "Oh, now I get why people didn't like this." Yeah, because <laughs> actually, the, un, the 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 longer cut one, the the, yeah. the, the is actually pretty good. Okay. Like, it, it actually, like, I was like, all the characters are getting fleshed out. What are people talking about? What are people complaining about? Uh, the worst part about this, the worst part about this is just the Joker. Uh, I still don't like Jared. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was terrible. Joker. Terrible, terrible, terrible Joker. Um, but apart from that, everything else makes sense. There's tons of Harley Quinn. There's tons of, all of, all of the characters mm, are getting mm. tons of time. And then suddenly you watch the theater cut and you go, oh, this is bad. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I got it. Yeah. I've only yeah. seen so, that yeah. version, so it, it didn't make me want to watch the director's cut. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, other stuff. Um, I started, I started, I don't know if you've mm. heard about this series or you must have seen pictures of it. It's called Jupiter's Legacy. I have heard about this. Mm. I have heard about Mark this. Miller. Uh, it's his mm. It's his creation. So the guy who did uh, Kick-Ass um, and I think Kingsman. And Civil War. Oh, really? What, the Civil War? The, the, was it him? I'm pretty sure it was. Fact check it for me while I talk nonsense about this show. Um, For a start, it took me a moment to realise it was Josh Duhamel, uh, which was uh, was like, hold on, it's the guy from Transformers. Oh, shit. And uh, Mark Miller wrote Civil War. Fucking hell. Well, he did good with Civil War and certainly the first kick-ass comic. I haven't read Jupiter's Legacy, but um, I I can tell you I did not enjoy reading Kick-Ass 2. I did not enjoy reading that. Did not. Did mm. not at all. Um, there is some stuff that's really unnecessary in that. Ah, yeah. Really unnecessary. Have you read it? Uh, yes, I have, yeah. Yeah, no. The, 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 there's a scene that they do in the movie, and I was like, how are they going to do this scene from the comic? And they don't. They turn it into a joke that he can't get yeah. it up. But actually, yeah. it's it's horrible, and I did not yeah, enjoy yeah. reading it. Did not enjoy reading it. And um, But Jupiter's Legacy... It's taken itself way too seriously, I can tell you that much. It's taking itself way too seriously. It it wants to be the boys without right. the violence. Well, it has the violence, but not the gratuitous violence. So it's not as mm, bloody mm. as, say, Invincible or the boys, as as we've seen. But it it's 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 really going for that drama side of things. And actually it's 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 naff. It's a bit naff. It's proper soap opera stuff with superheroes. I'm not sold on it. I'll finish this season because I've only got like three episodes left. It's only eight episodes. 
but yeah. I, I don't I don't I don't expect it to get a second season but it probably will because it's Netflix that's what they like to do they'll do a second season then, then it will be good and then they'll cancel it yeah <laughs> <laughs> renew it when it's bad cancel it when it's good yeah. that's that's what's yeah. gonna happen but yeah. yeah it's 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 fine I it doesn't have my recommendation yet okay okay not yet anyway what have you been watching uh, what have I been watching? Um, so I've been watching Solar Opposites, continuing on that, and mate, I'm really enjoying it. Fuck I you, am. man. Fuck you. It's good. It's good. Last episode was a lot of fun. Last episode had the right balance of the wall and the main story. Okay. And I really, really enjoyed it. And now, now that I get the characters more and I get what their relationships are more and everything like that, I'm just enjoying it just that little bit more as it comes. It's it's a lot of fun. Are those it's worlds going to collide or have they already collided? Like with the, the wall and the outside? I don't know, but things are brewing in the wall. So, you know, we'll see what happens okay. next with it. Okay. Um, but I'm, in, I'm, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying Solar Opposites a lot more than I was when I first, a lot more than the first season. Uh, it's, it's becoming a staple of my viewing on a Friday. But, because everything comes out on a Friday, yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, so another couple of things that come out on Fridays is, been watching something new, mm-hmm. completely new. Completely new. Uh, yeah, I've been watching... Well, I mean, they were introduced at the tail end of another series. Uh, I've been watching The Bad Batch. Oh, of course. Right, okay. Uh, so Star Wars, The Bad Batch. This is a, 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 a little... It's Clone Wars look, Season 8. No. <laughs> yes and no. That's yes what I've no. said. I've seen someone going, it's not, but in, in my heart, I know it's Clone Wars Season yeah. 8. Yeah, I, I, I know. Yes, I, I see what you're saying. It's not, and it is. Um, it's its own thing. It is its own thing. Um, it follows on from what happens at the end of the Clone Wars. Now, the end of the, the last season of the Clone Wars, the final season is brilliant. It could have been a movie in its own right. Like it's so so good, so so well done. But one of the things they introduced was the Bad Batch, which is like this uh, little troop of clones that are. They were accidents. So to speak, they weren't made, they didn't turn out the way that other clones did, but they turned out with more enhanced abilities and some in other areas uh, and more free thinking. And of course, that more free thinking thing, we take off, the show starts at as Order 66 is, or, is uh, executed. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm. And so it's really interesting seeing what happens next and it's so these clones who are they don't believe they don't fall for order 66 and they don't believe anything they they still believe in the republic and everything like that right. uh, but they're rogue and it's it's really interesting it's really well done i'm really enjoying it um the first the first episode was everything i wanted from it, it was perfect the second episode was a little bit of filler you know just developing the characters a little bit more but i totally understood it um and the third episode's again just been really really good so there's been three episodes three episodes out so far it's well worth watching i mean i'm enjoying if you've enjoyed the clone wars you would enjoy this is it still in that vein of being aimed at kids that's enjoyable for adults or is it a bit more grown up yeah yeah i would i would say that Yeah. yeah yeah okay okay yeah um it's still keeping within the clone wars 
sort of feels. Because you look so. at the images of the, the the Bad Batch, and they 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 look like it could be a grown up show. Yeah, exactly. It looks like it could be, but it's definitely kids can watch this. It's okay, okay, accessible for all. Okay. So I've been watching that, uh, and it's it's well worth watching, especially if you enjoyed that last season of the Clone Wars. Then, mate, the, I'm, I'm still stuck on season one. I'm, it's such a slog. <sighs> it's such a slog. There's there's, <sighs> there's so many episodes as well. It just it's You're so, missing out, dude. I, I'm I'm sure I am, but I, it's but wait, look, give me some of the time to watch it. Okay. Okay. Give me some time, please. Just, uh, you don't need money. Quit your job. <laughs> <laughs> Something I want so much. Uh, you could make it happen for us. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> so the other thing, actually, I, I said uh, three things. So I'm going to very quickly throw in one more thing. Yeah. Uh, that I got introduced to. Um, I watched the, f- it's only watched the first episode, uh, but Primal. Have you heard of this? That's not the... That's not the show that was on ITV, was it? The, the, the no. dinosaurs. No, this this is a and it's got dinosaurs in it. Okay, um, but this is uh, created by the same guy who created uh, Samurai Jack. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that animation style, and it's about a caveman who befriends a dinosaur. Um, this so basically what happens is they um, they both go through. A very similar tragedy, a tragedy, a tragedy. Sorry, I can't speak tonight. Tragedy. <laughs> did you do your um, vocal warm ups, Rick? Did you do yeah, your vocal warm ups? <laughs> the human torch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> um, so it was created by the same guy who did a uh, Samurai Jack, um, yeah. and. The animation style is like a much more evolved version of like Samurai Jack and Dexter's Lab and all of that type of stuff. But it's about, yeah, as I said, it's about these, uh, a caveman and dinosaur. They go through the same sort of thing um, and they bond over it. Now, I've only watched the first episode. So that first episode is just that seeing that thing happen. Yeah. Um, and it's horrific, by the way. It's horrific. Yeah. There's no dialogue. Okay. At all. There's no dialogue. It's all silent. What's this on? Oh, it's on Channel 4. It's on all four. Okay. Okay. And when I say silent, obviously there's like roars, dinosaur roars and music and stuff like that. But there's no speech. And it's really interesting. It's really good. I really enjoyed that first episode. So I'm going to keep watching that. Okay. So Primal on Channel 4. I'll check it out. That sounds interesting. Yeah. That does sound interesting. On that app we have agreed is the worst streaming app of them all. Good God, is it just the worst? Terrible. Oh my God. Terrible. But the last thing I've watched is on Apple TV Plus um, because it came out a couple of weeks ago or last week actually. Was it last week? Came out. Season two of Mythic Quest. All right. Yep. Now, did you ever get around to... hmm? I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. Oh, you never got around to watching the first season? Because I did recommend it to you. Yeah, um, I never got around to it. It's it's really good. The first season's really good. I really enjoyed the first season a lot. This season, um, the characters are more developed. Um, you can tell the characters are more developed. Uh, they, 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 it's much snappier in terms of its jokes. Um, it's just raised it a, a, just quite a lot of levels. Like, it's... Um, the first season was good, but it was a little bit sort of, I don't quite get what this, you don't get quite get what it's doing until you get halfway through the series, that first series. And then you go, cool, I get what this is all about now. But this series is like, 
it's very snappy. It's very funny. Um, very heartwarming at times. But yeah, I'm really, really enjoying it. It's got Danny, uh, Daniel Puri in it from uh, Community. Okay. Who played uh, Abed. Mm-hmm. Playing a completely different character from Abed. Like completely different. Like it just shows you how good an actor he is. Am I right in thinking the guy from Mythic Quest, is, uh, there's the, one of the main guys is the guy that bought Wrexham with Ryan Reynolds? Yes, yeah. yes, uh, Rob McElhenney, yes. Yeah. He also wrote, co-wrote and co-created um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, absolutely. It's it's totally worth a watch, man. Okay, totally Apple TV, I'll check it out. Yeah, I've, I've really I've really enjoyed it. It's it's a work-based, I mean, like, on its, it's it's a, it's about a g- developers creating a, the game, that, and the game is essentially, their, it's, like, it's like Warcraft. That's essentially the game that they're playing with, yeah? Is it like creating. high school, but like a sitcom version of high school? Yeah, it's, it's, yes, essentially a work, but strip away the, um, the setting. It's a work-based comedy. Yeah. A workplace comedy. Can you hear my dog drinking water in the back? Very, very, very lightly. It's fine. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. It's not making me need <laughs> the toilet yet. He is thirsty. <laughs> He's still going. He's still going. He had a good walk today. Well done. Yeah. You're a good dog um, owner, Rick Carranza. You're a good dog <laughs> So yeah, I've been watching that. It's well worth a watch. Um, it's really funny, really heartwarming. Um, and yeah, check it out. Okay. I, I just might. I just might. What have you been playing this week? Well, well, uh, I have been playing... Surprise, surprise! Some God of War, uh, but we've just started the 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 new uh, the new the twenty the twenty eighteen God of War, um, and uh, it's 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 a very different game. It's a very different game. <laughs> it's, it's it's very different. It is. That's not good. No, 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 no. It's, no, I I do mean it in a good way. Look, when you've done six games in a row of very much the same playing style. Mm-hmm. Um, I can imagine also for people watching on the streams that you get a bit bored of that. Right. So uh, it, 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 it's a refreshing change of pace. Um, the fact of the, like, if you ever get a PlayStation, Rick, so you can actually play this game because I think you'll love it. Um, especially as um, they, they, it's so clever. They, they make it out that you're watching one continuous camera cut. That's it. It's like one take. Like mm. it never cuts in the scenes. You're just always following everything going around like one continuous shot. And you don't okay. really notice it until, until you're, once you're out of the game and you're watching someone else do it, you can be like, hold on, it hasn't, oh wow, this is amazing. And it's, it's so clever. Um, it's a bit slow going story-wise just at the moment where, where, you know, um, it seems a bit dour. Um, and, and it is a kind of dour game, but I, 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 I really love it and I'm looking forward to, um, sort of, cause I've only played it twice. So this will be a, yeah, an interesting yeah. thing to play through uh, a third time. Um, I completed, uh, Marvel's Avengers, completed the campaign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what a wonderful story it is. Cool. And, 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 and able to use the character of MODOK in a way that is kind of scary, um, and kind of, um, like interesting because uh, you know to me modok has always just been like a comedy character absolutely absurd yeah um, i mean like i i how are they going to introduce modok into the mcu i do not know no no exactly so this the way they've done it here 
and he's, he's he looks less. I mean, he still has a big head with like a pretty much normal sized body, but it's not as ridiculous where it's these teeny little arms and teeny little legs. Like it makes sense because you're seeing the gradual transformation into Modok, um, and that's been great. Um, I was feeling like there was a few of the last levels, and I'm thinking this game was setting Kamala up to be like the main character. And mm. for some of the last levels, I wasn't playing as Kamala and it felt a bit wrong that I wasn't playing as Kamala. But you get to basically do the finishing moves as Kamala. So it kind of restores your faith a little bit, but it is a bit... Meh. But the story is so wholesome and I, I, I'm i going to play the story again off offline because I, I just enjoyed it so much. I just really did and I'd like to sort of do it without any distractions. Um, yeah. But I've been asked, I've been asked to... Um, to, to stream some more uh, because people want to see the Kate Bishop levels. So, okay. uh, and because she, she sure. hasn't been introduced in my campaign yet. So uh, I, I have to sort of do some side missions to introduce that. But I'm, I am interested because uh, I don't know, like Hawkeye and Kate Bishop, like their kind of combat, I'm not seeing how might, that might work. I guess it might be a bit like the Black Widow play playing style, but... Uh, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, um, other stuff that I played though, I, I did something interesting. Like I found myself um, with with a couple of hours and I thought I could play something I've played a million times or I've got PlayStation now. So I can just go on there, find a random game, see hmm. what takes my fancy and I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Like a, like a kid in a sweet shop. I'll, I'll try all the pick and mix. And uh, I, I, I found this game and it was called The Swapper. I don't know if you've heard of this. Nope. It's a little bit like, you know, games like Limbo or okay. like Leo's Fortune. It's a, like a side-scrolling thing like that. Okay. And um, you play as this sort of astronaut and what you have to do, you have the ability to create like four temporary clones of yourself. So you aim the clone maker like above a button and mm. you create the clone mm. and that clone appears and steps on the pressure pad but the problem okay. is is that when you move your clone moves with you <laughs> so yeah if you want to step forward onto the step pressure pad you have to right got you yeah got you. if you walk the wrong way you walk off the pressure pad and then you have to create another clone because he's fallen down or something like that so it's 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 an interesting puzzle game and the reason why it's called the swapper is you can create the clone and then you can swap to make that the primary character that you control. So Wait, is this Invincible? <laughs> I'm the clone. You're the clone. <laughs> I love those characters. I thought they were great. And that was the, the payoff with that with uh, Robot was fucking sweet. Anyway, sidetracked. Um, I, I got, I got a, several levels into this game of The Swapper and I could see it being addictive, but then it got to a level where I just went, no, I can't be bothered. I just, it's like, I'm not that invested because it's not brought in enough. It was because, look, I'm a story-based player. I like my story mm. and it has mm. the, the the sort of thinnest of stories, but it wasn't engaging enough. And I was just like, ah, I'm, I'm not fussed. I'm not fussed. I tried something new. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it either. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, check it out you might enjoy it uh, other listeners you might like it it's called The Swapper it's on PlayStation now maybe it sounds it. interesting it, it, it is interesting and, and and I'm sure there probably are some very interesting puzzles but you know when you, you're just not in the mood at that point you just went oh yeah. no I am not in the mood to do this puzzle I, I, fair play I'm just no, I'm not, that. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not ready I'm not there yet anyway cool. 
So what have you been doing? What have you been playing? So uh, I would talk about Alien Isolation because I thought I was going to finish it this week, yeah. but I didn't finish it. Uh, I'll be finishing, hopefully finishing it next week. So I kind of want to just hold off on talking about it because I've been talking about it for weeks now. I'm going to hold off on talking about it this week until next week so that I can talk, give you a big roundup of what I think of the game and, and how it's it ends. And at this point, the listeners stopped listening to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Damn you. Damn you, Rick Correct. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. Knew it. So let's talk about something that I have been doing to, with gaming, but not playing a game. Mm-hmm. This week, I finally got all the last parts that I needed to build my PC, my gaming PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so on Friday, uh, Friday afternoon, I on stream, of course, mm-hmm. I um, I built my I built my gaming PC, and it's like assembling yeah. a puzzle. <laughs> Yeah, um, what I will say is, um, it's fine. It's fine. As as an experience, it was good. Like, it was good to experience doing it, and Mm -hmm. it was nice to get hands-on. What's nice to know is, like, in the future, I can, I know now how to swap out parts so that I can upgrade later down the line and stuff like that. So it feels customizable. I'm looking at it now already and thinking, okay, in a couple, in a few years, I'll do this and I'll do this and I'll do this. But obviously that's later down the line. It's hard work. It's such hard work. It makes you understand why some computers are expensive. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I'm at, so I've got it built. It switches on. Okay. This is good. It switches on. It switches on. I am trying to install Windows onto it now. Mm-hmm. And it's just reminding me why I have used nothing but Mac for the last <laughs> God knows how many years now. Oh, that is not intuitive to use. It is terrible. And did you know, did you know, did you know? Um... So you download Windows from the uh, Microsoft website. Right. Yeah. Now, to install it on a brand new PC that you have built by hand, mm. you need to put a copy of Windows onto a bootable USB drive. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Did you know that in order to create a bootable USB drive, you need to do that in Windows? <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but that's hilarious. You buy a Mac. Like you're in a house completely full of Mac users. So, if you buy a Mac, everything's just done over the air. If I if I if I wiped my Mac clean. Mm. And I wanted another copy of Mac OS to put onto it. Mm. I can still hook my Mac up to the internet, even though there's no OS on it. Yeah. I can put it in recovery mode. Yeah. Go straight onto the internet. Yeah. And download the OS I want onto it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Windows. Yeah. Nope. Not a chance. It's their way of saying fuck you to Mac users. And it's just, it's just, yeah. Yeah. It feels <laughs> like that. And like it's, and then it's, it's it's the fact that all these parts are separate. So like I've gone online to try and get some help and stuff like that. And you go like, okay, I'm having this, this is the problem I'm having. And they're like, 
oh, have you looked into the uh, the SSD that you use versus have you used the S the uh, the SATA drive that you're using? Is it maybe the motherboard? Is it? I'm like, I don't know. It could be all of these things. And then like the worst part is earlier today, I so there was one thing that I didn't think about ordering and so I ordered it and it arrived today and those were fan splitters. I've got seven fans in this machine to try and keep it cool. Okay. okay. Um, and it's working by the way. It's yeah. working. My CPU is a nice cool 35 degrees. It's <laughs> not cool. That's not cool at all. That's, that's the average, not cool at all. I mean that's your average body temperature. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but the point is it's quite low for a computer. Like computers yeah. can get quite hot anyway. Um, but I didn't realize that you only had a limited amount of space to plug those into the board itself, like fans into the board. You can only plug three fans into the boards. Oh. <laughs> and I've got seven, right? And okay, one of them is CPU, so that's plugged in okay. Um, and I managed to plug in three others. And then it's like, so I had to order splitters. And then I, so they came today and I put them in and then I went to go switch on the PC and it wouldn't switch on again. It's like, what have I done wrong, right? And it turns out, while I was doing it, I just knocked something loose on the motherboard. Like another cable had just been knocked loose. So it wasn't switching on. And I was just like, this is, this is so stressful. It's so stressful. And like, have I, have I legit, like people go on about uh, sort of, oh, for, for your money, you can get a more powerful Windows machine than a Mac, right? Mm. And I'm like, yeah, maybe. Will it work? Fuck no. <laughs> it's just, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I like trying to buy parts in this climate as well. You know, they've got the, we've got the graphics card shortage and general chip shortage around the world. Trying to buy parts is a nightmare. And, you know, they are overpriced and we are getting gouged. You know, I, I would have been under budget had it not been for the fact that I had to pay over the odds for my graphic card. Right. And I had no option but to do that. Like, yeah. it, it would have been literally wait. If I wanted to see the prices return to normal, it would probably have been wait a year, maybe two. Oh. You know, that's how bad they're saying it is right now. So basically, graphics cards are are are, are the cobalt, <laughs> <laughs> and that's ironically what I'm probably going to be doing on this machine is mining so <laughs> cobalt. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm really proud of it. I think it looks really good. Um, it's a sense of RG- achievement, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that RGB lighting makes it look sexy as hell as well, <laughs> right? But it's just such a frustrating experience to go through, you know, just for a, a gaming PC. There's, you know, it's like, I. this is the reason why people console game, you know? Yeah. You switch on your console, you're ready to go. Absolutely. That's it simple as that so that happened and it went pretty well and then people threw bits at me and i ended up i ended up putting on a tank top and going all henry cavill oh yeah oh yeah yeah i mean if you wouldn't have got the dmca strike you would have played barry white over the top of it as well oh yeah yeah (laughs) totally totally have you watched that full video by the way i haven't watched the full video i've just seen clips of it it's it's brilliant especially when he goes hold on and then you see his camera, like you see him rewind and then go, I've put this in wrong. And you can see he's put it in upside down. <laughs> he's just like, oh shit. And then like he has to take it all apart to put it right back in. Oh God. It's, I felt uh, like that. <laughs> I know the pain. 
My CPU fan covers one of my RAM slots. I tell you what, if I ever did that, I wouldn't be streaming it because people would hear words they would not like to hear me speak. <laughs> they hear that on the podcast, mate. Just That's true. every word you generally say. <laughs> oh! That was, uh, that was salty. That was an arrow to the heart. Oh. But speaking Shall of we, salt. Uh, exactly. Did you like that segue that I just threw I in did, there? I did. Yeah. I, I knew you, you ruined it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at doing that. I'm good at ruining yeah. things. Yeah. Next slide. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. sure. do, do, do you want to play the music? Yeah, let's do it. Salt, salt. How much do you need? Salt, salt. With just a pitch for me. Sodium chloride in my inventory. When we're reading the news and it's a sodium story. That was the music. That was the music. I mean, Shall uh, we, to um, the listeners, that was the music. For us, it was the silence. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> <laughs> One time I thought I was being really, really clever I, when, I was, when I was a serious musician. Uh, mm. I, I, I wrote a song called The Sound and I wrote another song called The Silence. And it was like, it's supposed to be like, almost like a two-parter. I thought I was being so clever. God, I was how such old, a prick. How old were you? Oh, 20. Oh, you're a prick. Yeah. Of course you wrote that when you were 20. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, do you want... Anyway. Do you want... Do you, do, right, do you want it... Like, should we do something unusual? What should we do? I've got a sodium story. I know Rick has the... I, I, I'm, I'm going to be surprised with this. I'm going to be surprised with this. Bring bring me the I, salt. I'm pretty sure you'll probably have come across this yourself. I probably have. Uh, yeah. But... It was, I, as soon as I saw it, I went, oh my God, this is it. This is the sodium story. Is it, is it Daniel Rickman? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, hang on a second, hang on a second. I mean, guess what website I got it from? We got this covered? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did. Ooh, it doesn't say Daniel Rickman. It just says, according to our intel. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, are you ready for this? Come on. Are you ready for Come on, this? hit me with the ridiculous. Here's the headline. Now, remember, some sodium stories we can be positive about. Yes, true. Haley Atwell reportedly returning as Peggy Carter in Captain America 4. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've got, I, look, I'd feel bad for... <laughs> your face. Your face is just... The, the look on your face is just like, what the fuck have you just fed me? <laughs> you look like my dog when I'm asking it to walk in the rain. Just looking at me going, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I mean, it's, I'd feel, I, I can feel the sadness in my face. I can feel it. Not because like, because look, I love Hayley Atwell. I love Hayley mm -hmm. Atwell. I think mm -hmm. Hayley Atwell should have been cast as the Doctor instead of Jodie. I'm sorry. I think Hayley Atwell as the Doctor would have been incredible. Yeah. Um, that's just my personal opinion. Don't at me. Uh, but the thing that makes me apprehensive about this story is we've done Steve's story. It's done. We've done Steve's story. It is finished. The arc is over. And I'm not saying, look, if you want to make a Peggy Carter film or another Agent Carter TV series, I'm all for it. And let's just have her arc. Amazing. But if it's for Captain America 4, 
kind of feels like it's encroaching into Sam Wilson and okay. and, his, and his story. Do you want do you want, do you want, do you want to hear more? No, I'm done. No, go on. <laughs> yep. So I'm just going to read you the first and last paragraphs of this story. Because okay? the middle paragraphs are just superfluous nonsense. Exactly. Yeah. So Hayley Atwell's Peggy Carter may have been the only uh, may have only played a substantial role in a single MCU movie, although that was more than enough to establish her as a f- firm fan favorite thanks to her winning performance in Captain America: The First Avenger. But she's gone on to find herself as one of the most regularly recurring uh, regular. Regularly occurring characters and expense. Does that make sense? In- it, it does. does. It, it's it, they're trying. Look, they're trying to fill paragraphs with long words. Yeah, they are, aren't they? One of the most regularly recurring characters. Just say re- regular, regularly used characters, yeah. or one of the one of the most recurring characters. Yeah, that would have just been fine. One of the I mean, most she has recurring. Appeared, like she appeared in. And every well, every yeah, Avengers film apart from um, apart from Infinity War. Well, so she cam- she cameoed in The Winter Soldier, Age of yeah, Ultron, yeah. Ant-Man, yeah. Uh, Endgame. Yeah. She's been in Avengers Assemble, so as a voice uh, voiceover. Mm-hmm. She's turned up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, been in a one-shot, and she had Agent Carter as well. I don't yep. re- I recall and, her name in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't recall her in yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And she's going to be in a Disney Plus uh, series episode of What If, where she is a super soldier. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And Steve's a psychic, yeah. Yeah. So, she's done a lot. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And, of course, she gets... But the the, the main thing, and you're, you love this ending, isn't it? Like, oh, I love it as well. Mm. We all love it, is the final scene of Endgame. The mm-hmm. final scene of they the entire Infinity Saga is getting their dance, yeah. which is just wonderful. It's beautiful. Okay? Beautiful. So, according to our intel... It would only be for flashbacks, which would presumably continue the exploration of the Super Soldier program's history that played heavily into the Falcon and Winter Soldier, given Peggy's ties to the origin of both Captain America and S.H.I.E.L.D., the latter of which might be still active if the show's final post-credit scene is any indication. So when you actually put it that way, I'm I'm okay with this news. I'm okay with this news if it's like flashback. So if we see more of the base that we saw in Endgame, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. Or... Or, this is how I would like it, what if it was Peggy and Steve leaving a message for Sam in the future because Steve did travel back in time. This is true. And spent his life with Peggy. So he could probably help her. In fact, he would be imperative because that was the whole thing in the Agent Carter series one was mm. all about them getting Steve's blood to continue the um, the, the reproduction of the super yeah. soldier serum. So if, if look, if, if they've got an, a live action Steve Rogers there, they've got an unlimited supply of his blood to continue those tests. And well, there you go. So yeah, there are things you could do with it but I still it would, feel... It, it would, do you know what? It would... Because that was a big question for me, was they they continued the Super Soldier program with Isaiah Bradley. Yeah. But the indication was that in First Avenger that that was the only serum available. So where did they get more of the serum? Obviously, obviously they'll say they based it on the work of the Doctor and of Stark, mm. but... Well, here's... here's if, let, let if, me, let, if, I, I, I can fill in some of those blanks for you. I can fill in some of those blanks. Zola uh, created his own super soldier serum, there hence the go. Winter Soldier, because it's Zola's version of that serum that created Bucky. 
Right, there um, we go. There Howard we go. Stark was the one that created the ones used in Civil War because it was the Winter Soldier stealing them from Howard Stark. So Howard mm. Stark. So there's there's those two, and then you've got the one that the um, that the army was creating, and they were trying to do it, and then they tried to use gamma radiation, which is what created the Hulk. Um, whereas we saw in the first Avenger, they used Vita rays, not gamma rays. So <laughs> yes. you know all of that sort of stuff. Um, and then we've got the new super soldier serum that was created. I forgot, is it Nagel? I think was his name, the guy that created yeah. it in yeah. um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. So yeah. that's that's four types of super soldier serum, um, all probably having very different effects. And I imagine the ones that Isaiah Bradley was used was a combination of Zola and Howard Stark because Zola was working with Howard Stark, as we found out in Endgame when mm, Stark mm. came in and was like looking for Zola. So that's, that's what I, that's what I think is going on with, with those. But yeah. as I was saying earlier, I still think that all of this, if it's, if it's a small flashback and that's it, just one scene, fine. But if it's something that's um, sort of goes, goes on throughout the film, like if the film constantly flashbacks to it, that to me is encroaching on Sam Wilson's story because Captain America is now Sam Wilson and it, it, it shouldn't be constantly looking back. I think it needs to move on. Good shout. I see what you're saying there. I that's, like it. That's, I, that's, like it. I, I may end up loving it. If it happens, I may end up loving it. But I would like to focus on Sam. Well, excellent. Talking about moving on. Shall we move on from this sodium story? We can move on from this sodium story. I, it, it's, it's good that that wasn't something that made me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> Play the music. Salt, salt, how much do you need? Salt, salt, just a pitch for me. Sodium chloride in my inventory where we're reading the news and it's a sodium story. That was an interesting experience, wasn't it? It was. It was, you know. Me giving the sodium story. Well, not just that, but a sodium story that... It, it, it's not that it made me angry or... You yeah. Because most sodium stories do make me kind of furious or yeah, like, that's it, ridiculous. They make me... Do you know what? I'm going to use this word. I very rarely get to use this word. This it is, made me incredulous. This is this is one of these sodium stories... That, that was one of those sodium stories where it's like... as I think like the point that we had of sodium stories was like, just take it with a pinch of salt. Mm. Mm. Like that actually genuinely felt like a, take this one with a pinch of salt. Yeah. Like it's not bad news, but it's not good news either. It's, it's, it feels it, it, as, 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 you know, I don't want to j- jump back into that story, but just to mm. say it, it, it just feels unnecessary. Yeah. Feels Which unnecessary. is what sodium story should feel like. Yeah. I would argue. I would argue. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, shall we shall we shall we pick up the mood a little bit? Let's pick it up. Let's pick it up. Yeah. Shall we uh shall we do a shall we uh fantastic R5? Let's let's fantastic each other's fives. I don't know if I want you to do that to me. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Play the music. When your brain is in a twist, cause you've got to make a list of the best things of all time or the worst things we can find. It's a fair and fabulous phenomenal fantastic five. Cool. Mm. Right. So, interesting one, right? Because I suggested something and then you said we've already done that. And then I, I think looked we back. Have. 
And I, then I looked back and we went, no, we didn't quite do this. Okay. We did do a version of this, but not quite this. We just did We cartoons, did Fantastic Five cartoons. Mm-hmm. And the cartoons we picked were very much adult cartoons. Like, no, um, I suggested Fantastic Five Saturday morning cartoons. Yes. Like back in the, you know, back in the yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. But then you countered... Because you felt that we'd done it before, which is fair enough. Fair comment. I also think we would, we, we probably have the same favourites when it comes to Saturday morning cartoons. Thundercats, Transformers. <laughs> like He-Man. He-Man. Uh, X-Men. Visionaries. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah, X-Men. Yeah, yeah Batman all, all, animated all series. All of those things. Like, yeah, Batman yeah. the animated series. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we, yeah. We, 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 we would have crossed over way yeah, too much. Way too so much. instead, we, you suggested, and I like this, uh, we go for characters. Yeah. 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 I like that. I like that. I like that. Fantastic Five characters from Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. So the cartoons that we grew up on in sort of the 80s and 90s. Yeah, the characters that right? we loved. Yeah. The ones that made us sit down for our bowl of cereal and just on a Saturday morning and just be like, life is good. There's you know, always before- one of these characters that like, when you sat down for these cartoons, you were waiting for one specific character yeah, to turn yeah. up. You yeah. always were. Well, shall we go into it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, should, uh, do you want to go first? Do you like to go first? Uh, I'll, 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 I'll go works. first. You can finish this. So okay. I'll go first. Okay. You can finish this. Um, first one, This I, I did really sort of choose this. One half taking the piss, but also I loved this character um, when he was introduced. Um, mm-hmm. And he doesn't show up as often as he should. I think he got his own show at one point, but it was short-lived. But do you remember Gizmo Duck? Yes, I do. Gizmo Duck. I mean, I one of the one of the best superheroes <laughs> in all of Duckdom uh, from from uh, from Ducktales. Um, just an unassuming duck that becomes a giant. Like I think it was a spin on RoboCop. Mm. It was a spin on RoboCop, uh, which kids really shouldn't have been into, but every kid knew what RoboCop was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Gizmo Duck was kind of that. Um, and a really unique looking hero of sorts on a unicycle kind of thing on a, on a uni wheel. Um, but he, he, he was, there was a, a relatable thing of someone who was shy and nervous becoming this all powerful thing. It's like Peter Parker in a lot of ways. Uh, and, uh, I just, I just loved the character. I, I, I always felt for Gizmo Duck. I always felt for mm-hmm. him. So, uh, that's, that's my number five. Nice. Like it. Like it. What's your number five? So sticking with that Disney uh, connection, Mm -hmm. um, I've uh, I've gone with... um, I've changed this, by the way, because we did discuss this before. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I've changed this last minute. Um, I've gone with Gadget Hackwrench. Gadget Hackwrench. Hold on. The name is ringing a bell, but who... Wait, wait. Sometimes some crimes go slipping through the cracks, but these two... Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Oh my God. Do you know what? Fucking hell. I used to love that show, but yep, I've, I've right? forgotten most of and it. And the best character was Gadget Hackwrench. She created all of their inventions. Oh, she created yes. the blimp. She created the car, oh, all oh of that God. stuff. Right? She created all the technology from rubbish. Out of nothing, she would create these amazing things. Um, and sometimes they would work. Most of the time they'd work. Sometimes it'd be ridiculous. Um, but she was awesome. And she was just like this brilliant character. So much fun. Loved it. 
that whole show was brilliant. You had Monterey Jack, who just like every time there was cheese would just give away the game. Um, you had Chippendale, obviously, and then you had Gadget Hackwrench, and she was the one with through her inventions, she held the team together. So there you go. That's she did, five. and I just because I had to while while you were saying that, I had to look her up just to remember mm. what she looked like, and my God, it's 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 Kaylee from Firefly. Yep. <laughs> it's, Exactly. In mouse form. <laughs> yep. Sorry, no, no, sorry. Kaylee is gadget hat yeah. French in human form. Exactly. No, absolutely. Jesus. Okay. Even the goggles. There's a reason and why. There's a reason why I like Kaylee as well. She's the best character in Firefly. <laughs> she is. She is. Um, she is totally. Yeah. Go on then. What's your number four? So my number four uh, is uh, it's kind of a two two, two for one because you, you can't get one without the other with these two. Um, and it's Wily Kit and Wily Cat from Thundercats. Yeah. I, Why those two? I they were the ones I wanted to be them when I was a kid, like because because they they were me. They were the kids. They were the ones that I related to. They were the ones that you know. And and well, when I say I related to them, they were little shits. They were little shits, and I could relate to that because I was a little shit. <laughs> so. You still are. No. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, but yeah, I just they, they were the ones that always got into trouble. But they also mm, mm. they were the, a lot of the time they were because they were the same age as Lino. They were yeah when they were frozen yeah yeah. But Lino's machine fucked up, so so mm-hmm. he he had to grow up very quick and sort of be their friends and equals, but also having to be uh, a reluctant teacher, even yeah. though he knew as little as they did, but. I don't know. There was something about Wily Kit and Wily Cat that I, I just related to. And I just, I, I, I wanted to be them more than any of them. I just, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but there you go. That's, that's my number was, four. Was it the hoverboards? It may have been the hoverboards. Yeah. And they had the little um, things that, um, the little like capsules that did smoke bombs. And and, about, yeah, yeah. All the pellets and yeah. they, yeah. And it, was, it was great. I, I just, I liked their, I liked their style, man. I liked their style. Nice. Good number four. Thanks. Love it. What's yeah. yours? Mine is um, Michelangelo from oh. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now tell me this. Did you fluctuate between having different favourite turtles? No. It was always no. Michelangelo. It's 100% always has been and always will be Michelangelo. Because this is the thing, right? Think about the, the, think about the theme music of that um of this of the cartoon yeah Mm -hmm. michelangelo is a party dude yes yeah right what else what 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 else is there what is that so i'm gonna bring it up again the phrase cowbunga i believe yeah yeah leonardo's the leader in blue Mm -hmm. does anything to get his ninjas through donatello is a fellow that has a way with machines Raphael has the most attitude on the team yeah so this is this is actually uh sorry the Teenage Mutant theme song, yeah? You're, you're paraphrasing the lyrics, aren't you? Yeah. So the thing is, like, Leonardo was a bit square, yeah. right? He yeah. was the leader. He had to be, right? Yeah. Donatello was a bit of a nerd, yeah. right? And I was a nerd, but I didn't want to be seen as a nerd, right? <laughs> yeah. Raphael just did my head in. Like, he was always, he always had, like, this attitude on him, as, as the theme tune says. He's yeah. an attitude. Michelangelo was a party dude. <laughs> he was the guy who was just laid back. He was like, we're going to make this happen. He's got the nunchucks. He's all over this. Man, I wanted to be Michelangelo. I wanted to have the attitude of Michelangelo because he was just awesome. He had the best um, weapons as well. 
had the best weapons. He was the man who came up with Cowabunga, mm-hmm. Michelangelo. It's cool. Cool. That's, that's my number four. I love it. I love it. I loved Michelangelo. I always fluctuated between Michelangelo and Donatello. I didn't nice. mind. I didn't nice. mind. I just also, because I, I, you, you know me, I like the color purple. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, yeah. So what's your number three? My number three is, uh, do you, re- well, I, I know you do remember this because we talked about it before we started the podcast, but dear listeners, if you remember that this horror comedy movie called Beetlejuice. This Sorry, tell me more about this. This, this horror comedy, Tim Burton and oh, really? Michael Keaton and Alec Baldwin and, and, and uh, Gina Davis. and Sounds interesting. And, and uh, Catherine O'Hara and all of these wonderful people. Uh, in this, it was a horror film. Let's be honest. It was a horror comedy. Yeah. That somehow was able to be converted into a Saturday morning cartoon that dealt with the undead. Yep. And really made me love the character of Beetlejuice so much more. I, I, I loved that cartoon. I really, I absolutely adored it. And um, if I didn't like love the character of Beetlejuice in the movie, I certainly, you know, on a Saturday morning cartoon, again, he was a little shit. So I could relate to that. <laughs> Brilliant. So yeah. Love it. So yeah, and 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 for for you know, try and find it if if you've got kids, try and find Beetlejuice and play it to them, and then just be thinking, yeah, this is this is a a Saturday morning cartoon for children that's about dead people. Great shout, by the way, yeah. for your number three. Yeah. First of all, I just want to say that. Yeah. Great shout. But do you remember the eighties being a period of time where we discovered certain characters in cartoon form only to realize that they were from movies? Yeah. Case in point, Beetlejuice. Yeah. The real Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, Bill and Ted's excellent adventures. Now here's the thing. I ended, I, I did watch those films too young, but I had watched mm. the films before the cartoons. I, remember, I didn't. Oh, you those, didn't? No, no. So Bill and Ted, uh, Ghostbusters and uh, Back to the Future. I watched the cartoons before I saw the actual movies. Interesting. So, no, it was the yeah, other way for me. Yeah, I yeah. I remember knowing about Ghostbusters and anytime I'd like, I'd always, uh, like Ghostbusters would be on TV when I was a kid mm. and I would see it and I'd see the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man and I'd love it and all of that. And then one day... Uh, I, I had a VHS copy of Ghostbusters that I watched on my own and I'd never seen it from the beginning before. Yep. From the beginning of Ghostbusters before. <laughs> I was not uh, mentally prepared for the library ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that, mate. I was not prepared for that. Try living in a hotel and watching The Shining. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay, you win. I was 13. Oh my God. I was not mentally prepared for that. Anyway. Anyway, the Beetlejuice. That's, that's my, uh, that's my number three. Good shout. Thank Love you. It. Thank you. Give me your number three. 
Give it. My number three is Bumblebee from Transformers. Aww. The original Bumblebee from Transformers. None of this he can't talk rubbish. I, right? I'm glad you went Bumblebee this, and not Hot Rod, by the way. <laughs> none of this none of this Camaro crap, right? <laughs> we are talking original Volkswagen Beetle yellow bumblebee and yes i didn't go for hot rod right mm. i didn't go for hot rod because hot rod was in the movies and listen i liked hot rod i liked rodimus prime i was okay with that i like everything but the name rodimus prime <laughs> yeah exactly like it definitely sounds like a sex toy <laughs> it sounds right? like a nickname you give your dick <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally have you seen my rodimus prime <laughs> However, if you then turn around to a girl and went, hey, have you seen my bumblebee? Right? <laughs> Not as threatening. Not as threatening. Does right? it go buzz, buzz? <laughs> right? But Bumblebee was my favourite character. Bumblebee was the way that we, was like the every, Bumblebee was the Miles O'Brien of the yeah, Transformers. Yeah, no, that's a really, yeah, good, good one, yeah. He was the everyman Transformers. You had, you had, you had like Optimus Prime um, and, oh God, I'm trying to remember some of the names of the other ones, but um, you had like all these bigger than life Mm. Transformers who were like leaders or great warriors. Mm -hmm. And then you had Bumblebee who was just full of enthusiasm and just, yeah. And he was Prime's right hand man, really, but he wasn't the same warrior as the other ones. He was kind of just like, but what he had that Prime lacked and what the other Autobots lacked was the ability to sort of bond with humans as quickly as he did, as he did. Look at what he did with Sam Witwicky and stuff like that. So for me, like I, I, as much as I loved Optimus Prime, as much as I loved like the more powerful Transformers, um, for me, every time it is uh, Bumblebee. He's fantastic. It's the reason why Michael Bay, when he re- when he brought did his movies, mm. he centered it around Bumblebee. Yeah. A lot of it. I think, it's the reason I, why I, the Bumblebee movie is the best of the modern day Transformers. It movies. totally is. It totally so, is. And I, I have to say, I I do like that first Transformers movie for all of its. Oh, flaws. so do I. I, I really so do like I. It. It's very watchable. It's yeah. it's a bit stupid. It's a bit tongue in cheek. You take mm. it. It's fine. Um, the rest of them are, are garbage. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that first one is decent. And mm. Bumblebee is a revelation. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good that's character. Love it. Love your number. Thank three. you. What's your uh, What's your number two? My number two. Um, some people are going to hate me for this, uh, but I I I I, <laughs> I listen. My memory of this character. If you were to try and get me to remember a specific storyline with this character, I can't think of one. I'll be honest. On. I can't. But I loved Orko in Masters of the Universe. <laughs> I loved Orko. Do you know why? Because he was why? a little shit and I could relate to that. <laughs> oh my God. You, there's a pattern here with you. <laughs> this is why I watched Saturday morning cartoons and I took notes from all the shitty characters. You did, you did. <laughs> and implemented them into my life. That's how you were inspired by Saturday morning cartoons, to be a shit. <laughs> so yeah, um, but Orko, look, he, he was a magician. Yep. He was a magician. I love magic. Yep. I love magic. Yep. Can't do it. I'm, I'm dyspraxic. I can't do close-up magic. I do not have the sleight of hand. But... <laughs> But um, but yeah, I, I, he he was just fun. He was essentially he was the only um, again the only sort of he was like the audience. Mm. Like even though he was a magic character, he was the the one that was sort of in over his head. 
and everyone yep. was sort of having to explain stuff to him. So he was the, the audience's way of finding stuff out. He, he's, he, he, you know, it's that, he's that character. He plays that sort of, um, he's that device. Um, but a very simple character design, very easy to draw. And mm. uh, he, he, just, he just found his way into my heart. He just found his way into right. my heart. And uh, sure. I, I just, I, I always have, if, if I ever think of uh, Master of the Universe, I always think I, Orko is normally one of the first things that comes into my head rather than He-Man or cool. Battle Cat or anything like that. It's Orko every time. Nice. Hey, that's good for you. Thank you. <laughs> so give me, give me your number two. I feel like my number two is a little bit of a cheat. Why? Because it's just so I can talk about this character and, and their new show. Um, so... <laughs> But I actually legitimately think like when you when you look back on this show yeah. and you see where this character has come from and what happened to this character in that show alone. Yes. You yes. go, yes, this is genius. Uh, I am talking, of course, the Batman animated series and I am talking about the character of Harley Quinn. Brilliant. Now, Harley Quinn was originally created for the Batman animated series yep. as a character to jump out of a cake for the Joker. That was it. That was literally all she was created to do. And wow, what has she become? Like, yeah. brilliant. And the thing is, everything was so positive about that character. They started writing more and more storylines about her. They started giving her that relationship, her friendship with Poison Ivy. All of this stuff developed in that Batman animated series yeah. and got carried through in like games, comics, and again, this her own TV series now. Um, and... I genuinely remember watching Batman animated series and being excited to see the episodes that had Harley Quinn yeah. in them. Genuinely excited. She already had that sort of relationship with Batman that was kind of like she, you could see why she's become the anti-hero that she's become. Because mm. she already had that from the outset. She had that from the very beginning. Um, it's just that they played her as a villain and then suddenly realized, oh, wait, she could be an anti-hero. And well, she was a doctor. Yeah. She was a doctor. Yeah. She was a psychiatrist. Yeah. Her, yeah. her role in life was to help people. Dr. Harleen Quinzel. Yeah, I there mean, that, that was a terrible name to, yeah. It, it really was. <laughs> it really was. I, I, I'll forgive most things, but that is, that, is, that is a terrible name. But it's kind of its own in-joke, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, which kind of works. It's also kind of interesting that Harley Quinn was... Uh, a lot of people's um, introduction into um, domestic abuse uh, in yeah. some ways um, yeah. for a Saturday morning cartoon. It's quite, you know, heavy, heavy, heavy subject matter, but they did, yeah. they did it. Yeah, they did it. And she's a great character. So there you go. She is. That's my number two. Fucking wonderful. Love it. Love it. What? And, and ironically, she is now creating her own very good Saturday morning cartoon uh, yeah. for adults. For adults, <laughs> yeah, very much so. When we say um, Saturday morning, we mean Friday night at 3am, which is technically Saturday morning. Yes, <laughs> you know, exactly. Kind of. Exactly. Uh, it's that Saturday morning hangover cure yes. watch. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah. Absolutely. So what is your number one? My number one. Um, this character, right? it's, it's X-Men the Animated Series. It's X-Men, the animated series, which there are so many characters to choose from. So many. Mm. Um, I do feel that the one that I enjoyed the most was probably was Rogue. Nice. Nice. Um, Rogue had one of the most fascinating backstories in all of the X-Men animated series. Just, yep. just that whole thing with Ms. Marvel um, and, the, you know, the the... Because if you, 
you didn't really, as a kid, I never really realized how horrific her power is that she can't touch yep. people. Yeah. Never it's really horrible. sort of, that never really sunk in until much, until I was much older. Um, and it's just, uh, she's just a very interesting, dark, but she mm. has a dark humor. Like she has a joy for life because, you know, what else can she do? Um, she was portrayed so well. I wish I could credit the voice actor because I can't think of who, what, what her name is, but she was yeah. brilliant. All the relationships she had with the rest of the team was great. Um, she was just, she was fun. I think she's the most, uh, you could say, oh yeah, Jubilee's the most fun. No, that she's for children. Um, Rogue was, I just think, a fascinating character that I think has had a slight disservice done to her in the movies. Yep. Yes, hundred percent. I was about. To, I was actually about to bring that up, but yeah. I they actually ruined her for the movies. If yeah, I, as far as they I'm they made her too weak, like weak willed. Yeah, yep. um, yep. she she could never accept her life, and that's what was so great about the character is she accepted herself for who she was, knew her lot in life, but still made the most of it rather than yep. retreating into herself, which is yep. kind of how um, yep. the, the, the... It, made, the it really did. genuinely made me angry at the arc that they gave her yeah. in those X-Men movies. Yeah. I think they, she would they, not have taken they, the cure. She, she should have, have ended it. up as the rogue that we knew, but yeah. she ended up she ended up being worse. So Yeah, yeah. well, they never you. did the full thing of her absorbing Ms. Marvel or someone else's powers so that she could fly and do all of the amazing yeah. things that she could do, um, which I, I, I still think is... A, a very horrific way to get your superpowers, which is basically to kill someone and put them in a coma yeah. uh, and then sort of find a way to forgive yourself. Cause it was an accident. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was an accident, but still like, yeah, yeah. but she, I, th- I think she's one of the most interesting characters in, in all of X-Men in the comics, but certainly in the cartoon. Cool. Good shout. Love so it. That's, that's number my number one. one. That's my number one. Come on. Drum roll, please. What is your number one? Ah. Oh. You know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it. It should be two. I wish I had, I wish I could do two characters, but. You can't. I know, but it's Pinky and the Brain. (laughs) It's Pinky and the Brain. But which one? One is a genius. The other's insane. It's the brain. Come on. It's brain. Like it has to be brain every time, right? Um, Pinky and the Brain, first of all, like as a as a cartoon was genius as absolutely genius started off as like that little skit inside animaniacs yeah. that then went on to become its own full-blown series because yeah. they were so popular yeah and i just love brain brain is brilliant brain is me brain is <laughs> actually ironically brain in this in this duo brain is you and i'm pinky um <laughs> like brain is so deadpan like so deadpan so serious about everything and he's like it's it's the it's the ultimate straight man and wacky sidekick Mm -hmm. thing that goes on with those two and they play it so well i love that he's based off orson wells like i love that his character is based off Orson, down to the voice everything the look the voice everything about him is orson wells i love that which as a kid you do not understand but as an adult you look back and love um and realize what you're watching um it's just such a great character. The fact that it's such a great character and went on to become this big thing. Like, uh, you know, they revived Animaniacs, 2020 revival of Animaniacs is essentially just the Animaniacs and Pinky in the Brain. They haven't brought back all the other oh, really? stuff. I haven't watched Yeah, so it's, they've only brought back the stuff that was really good, i.e. the Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain. Pinky and the Brain is brilliant. It is a brilliant cartoon in its own right, 
But the brain, brain is such a great character and so funny uh, in his own right because he is the ultimate straight man yes, in a duo. He really and is. Um, in in this relationship, you are definitely the brain. And I am definitely pinky. Well, thank you. I think. One of my (laughs) favourite... One of my favourite moments of Pinky and the Brain, uh, I think it was a Christmas episode, where the brain finds um, the letter to Santa that Pinky's written. And it says, if you could... um, If you're able to give Brain the world, it would mean a lot because uh, it would mean a lot to him and all that. And it's the brain's heart melting reading yeah. that. And that's so yeah. wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. The oh, brain is yeah. my number one. Fucking great. Fucking great. When your brain is in a twist, cause you've got to make a list of the best things of all time or the worst things we can find. It's a fair and fabulous, phenomenal, fantastic five. God. <sighs> Nostalgia for our Fantastic Five. Love it. I think it. I'm going to cry. I want to be. I want to be eight again and watch these. <laughs> it was thirty years ago. <laughs> Don't do it, man. Don't do it yourself. Don't do it yourself. Don't <laughs> stop it. Stop it. I can't help it. <laughs> We're okay. We're okay. Listen. <laughs> did you enjoy putting that list together? I did. You revisited some of those cartoons, and you I know. Did. Yeah, exactly. Everything is fine. And it's look, not. you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I'm sure the audience have enjoyed it as well. I hope so. Because if you have enjoyed this, that's the um, that's the end of the podcast. Oh isn't god! It? <laughs> it is. It's the end of the podcast, and like we did enjoy putting this in. Matt might be crying on screen on screen to me right now, and I can see that single tear rolling down his cheek. But oh we enjoyed. We did enjoy this podcast and we hope that you did enjoy listening to this podcast. Mm. If you did listen, enjoy listening, there's a couple of things that we ask. First of all, if you have not done so already, please hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening, whether it be iTunes, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or your mum's radio. I don't know. Hit subscribe. I don't know where that came from either. <laughs> right. And... If you did enjoy it, please leave a review as well. A five-star review will help us climb the rankings in Apple Podcasts and help us be discovered by more listeners, which would be just swell, wouldn't it? It would be swell. It would just be swell. And lastly, if you don't, just please share this podcast with one person, whether that's in real life or on social media. Please share this podcast and let people know you're listening to. How could they share this podcast? Well, not just your mum's radio. If you look at the bookmarks on her browser, you'll find us there as well. (laughs) You'll find us there as well. But you can share us and find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, You can find both of us individually on Twitch as well if you want to sort of interact with us in real time. Um, one thing that we would be immensely grateful for is if you subscribe to us on Patreon um, we, we put the odd video and we can interact with you a lot more there as well um, on, on Discord uh, we have an exclusive Discord just for Patreon subscribers and you can tell us your Fantastic Fives and suggest a Fantastic Fives for us to do um, now for all of these things you know whether it's the Patreon the Facebook the Twitter the Instagram or the Twitch just Google the Geekatorium just search for us there just find us there and we will reach back out to you as you reach out for us. And and, and, and it will be like the, 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 the gods reaching out to David, touching fingers. Uh, you, you'll be our ET and we'll be saying, ouch. <laughs> <laughs>
So that's it. As I said, thank you very much for listening, folks. What should we? Uh, what should we do tonight? I don't know. It's not the same thing we try and do every night. Try and take <laughs> over the world. <laughs> See you next week, folks. Bye. Bye. Bye.